following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Thirty years of the best sports talk in Middle Tennessee, featuring Tennessee Radio Hall of Famer George Plaster, Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame coach Watson Brown, and Young Guns Billy Derrick and Michael Sender. And now here's your host, George Plaster. Hello again, everybody. Welcome in. Wouldn't call it a beautiful Tuesday, but it's a heck of a lot better than it's going to be a couple of days from now when the temperature is going to get downright frigid, mm. single digits. Oops. You don't like that, do you, George? No, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. We may have a white Christmas. Uh, Don't see any real indication of it, though. Wouldn't count on it, though. No, although look, you can only that hope part, that part I would love. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. Just let me be able to drive. <laughs> let me say hello to Coach Watson Brown, who joins us from the plateau. Watson, are you a good driver in snow? Yes, because I don't do it. <laughs> well, that's a good answer. <laughs> that's a really good answer. I just don't go. You're out here where we live, George, and we got to get up that little hill, as you well know, to get out. Oh yeah, you you've both been here. You can forget. We don't it. get out of there. No, <laughs> we don't get out. So, but what it oftentimes does do, Watson, it allows me to tell you that these county school systems will be closed. Yeah. You've heard me do this, haven't you? Yeah. No, yes, I have. Well, yeah. yeah, my version of it: Bedford, Cheatham, Clay, Dixon, Decatur, DeKalb, Fentress, Grundy, Lewis, Lincoln, Miles, <laughs> Plasterburg. Putnam and Warren, and of course, up in Kentucky, don't forget Todd, Christian, and Muhlenberg. Oh, Those are three biggies up there. So, so you're not only a weatherman, you close schools, you open schools. Uh, next thing, you're going to be the doctor for the schools. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> Jack of all trades. That's all I can say. You're a jack of all trades. Watson, I will never forget one day we had a we had a snow and we all thought we were getting out. And that damn snowbird came on with Battleground Academy. And it sounded like you will arrive two hours early. (laughs) And you know, that that didn't feel good. (laughs) If I had ever had the passcode to one of those deals as a kid. I can tell you that Battleground Academy would have been closed. Any any chance he got? Yeah. It's a lot like I was as a football coach. I was hated lightning, thunder and lightning. Players would just prey on the field for thunder and lightning because the minute that there was anything within 100 miles, we're out of here. I sent them in. So they're always, always, especially late in practices, George, they're sitting here saying, 
please just give me a little bit of thunder in the mantle to cringe up and send us off the field. So there are some similarities there. We had one of those circumstances happen. The first year the Titans trained at Tennessee State, we had an absolute electrical storm. And Willie kept looking at me going, don't you think we need to bail? Oh, no. Oh, we're tough. <laughs> no, we're warriors. <laughs> and we just about died. And uh, had, had, you know, we were, we were a lightning strike away from calling it a life. And so <laughs> Willie wouldn't have had the chance to get even. But it was one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. That ain't started, the only one in your life, so don't, don't worry right. about it. <laughs> yeah, there's some others. We haven't got time for all of them, but what we no, do have No, no, that would be a, maybe a whole year's show. A documentary. <laughs> yeah, that might be a, yeah, good. That might, it might be a biography, to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> what we do have, though, is time for Terry McCormick's Daily Titans Update. Terry will do double duty today because we will have a dreaded Titans State of the Union in about an hour, and you're going to want to hear it. If you thought last week was spicy, this one will be too. Believe me. Hello, Terrence. How are you, George Watson? I got a question. Yes. Do you believe that the Titans are doing what Watson suggested and perhaps saying, you know what, Ryan Tannehill, we're going to see if we can win this game without you. You need to get healthy. We'll play Malik Willis. I think it's a possibility. I, I think with Ryan Tannehill, they need him as healthy as he possibly can be uh, going into that game against Jacksonville because that's really the one that counts because it looks like that unless the Titans pull off some miracle and win against Houston and Dallas and Jacksonville loses Thursday night against the Jets, which those things could happen, I guess. But unless that does happen – it's most likely that uh, it's going to come down to that game in Jacksonville on January the 8th, and they're not going to win that game without a healthy Ryan Tannehill. Well, the truth of it is they may not win the game no matter what, but you would sure like their chances to at least have a shot if he's closer to 100% healthy. Terry, he didn't look good at all. Uh, looked very stationary. didn't have any mobility and that takes away from him a piece of, you know, positives for his game. Yeah, it really does. And especially playing behind this offensive line, he needs all the mobility he can get uh, just to try and, you know, save himself. You saw what happened uh, on the play where he was injured. Uh, he just got crunched by the pass rush. And, uh, you know, it's just something that's been an ongoing thing for much of the year, just pass rush problems. Uh, all over the place and you know when you don't have a healthy quarterback there one who can protect himself and be mobile then that makes it uh, a very serious matter in terms of trying to keep him upright seemed to me that Vrabel yesterday it was a little different Vrabel he seems a little more tense and I don't blame him they've lost four in a row their playoff stuff you know, maybe going down the tubes. Did you sense that yesterday in his press conference? He seemed a little bit, uh, you know, I guess not as energetic, not as gung-ho as he usually is. I think, you know, he probably senses too that uh, 
this thing kind of is, you know, has taken on water, so to speak, with all the injuries that they have with uh, their lack of playmakers in the passing game. And, you know, at this point, there's really only so much he can do to try and, uh, you know, continue to squeeze something out of this thing. He's got to be able to get some bodies back and on the field and not just bodies. But he needs some of the guys who can make a difference. He, he needs Traylon Burks back. He needs Danico Autry back. He needs David Long, Christian Fulton. If they're going to write this thing, it's not going to be with the guys that were out there finishing the game Sunday against the Chargers, I, I don't believe. Terry, help me with this, because normally you've got a piece of news or two that you want to get out there, and I just butted in right off the bat. If there's something you want to get out there, go ahead now and do it. Well, George, this is something that, uh, you know, if Malik Willis has to play, this is just kind of my observation. If he has to play on Saturday against the Texans, you know, the one good thing I think that can come out of it is that they have to then go back to running at all costs with Derrick Henry. And I think that there were a couple times Sunday out there in L.A. that they got away from that. On the drive that ended in the missed field goal, there were two sacks in that drive that pushed them out of Randy Bullock's range. Whereas if they just run the ball, rely on Derrick Henry, uh, that right now look, appears to be the best shot that they have to get this thing uh, back between the ditches, so to speak. And I think that if Malik Willis has to play as much of a problem as that could be, because he certainly does not appear to be ready to be a starting NFL quarterback, uh, it at least forces them to streamline things and go back to kind of what they had to do against Houston and Kansas City, which certainly isn't a good thing in terms of explosiveness, but it does make them use their bread and butter and keep Henry in the game at almost all costs. Terry, if God forbid something had happened to Malik Willis on Sunday, is there a third person? Is there a third quarterback anywhere in sight? Well, there, it would have been a complete mystery as to who it would have been uh, Sunday because they do have a third quarterback after Logan Woodside was signed uh, by the Falcons to their active roster. They brought back Kevin Hogan, the former Stanford quarterback who was here for a little bit of the offseason. He's on the practice squad, but he wasn't a call-up, so therefore he wouldn't have been available uh, against the Chargers. If Tannehill is going to be out this week, then he'll be elevated and be the backup. Okay, Terry, appreciate it as always. Thank you, and we'll see you in less than an hour. All right. That is Terry McCormick's Daily Titans Update. And it's been brought to you by the great folks at Sumner Funeral and Cremation. They are sharing their family with yours in your time of need. They've got two convenient locations in Gallatin and Hendersonville. You can also find them online at sumnerfuneral.com. Don't forget about the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners as well. They are proven to be trusted with your most personal asset. The Justin Tucker team, Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. Give them a call at 615-906-8458. All right, let's get to today's update with uh, the Titans update out of the way. We've got a couple bowl games later today. It's uh, the Idaho Potato Bowl, Eastern Michigan and San Jose State at 2.30. And then at 6.30 tonight, it's the Boca Raton Bowl, Liberty in Toledo. Uh, which which games, uh, if you had to wa- pick one of the games of those, which one would uh, would you guys choose? I would say neither. I would say a game at the Green Hills Y. So you're picking neither? 
<laughs> Look. All I can do is giggle because I wouldn't have picked either one of those games. Let so. me just say this, okay? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to be diplomatic. I don't think either one are going to be what you'd call huge rating bonanzas. No. <laughs> yeah. I would agree with that. Although Eastern Michigan, San Jose State, uh, Eastern Michigan's better, a lot better than than people expected this year. So. I, I know. Anytime Eastern Michigan comes to town, it's big. Oh, it's huge. And it's I huge. know the potato people are fired up. It's like Kentucky fans in Nashville for the SEC tournament. Oh, Georgia, wow. next piece here. Devin Leary, NC State quarterback, is a Kentucky Wildcat. Okay, this is big news. Mm-hmm. Watson, they have hit, in my mind, as close to a home run as you can hit out of the transfer portal. Will Levis is leaving. Now, all of a sudden, this kid's coming in. This is big news. Yeah, and they're just alike. They're the same type player. They're really more of the drop-back passer mode type quarterbacks. And uh, so, uh, even though they've got a new coordinator, correct? I think Kentucky brought in a new guy. I believe you're right. Yep. I think I'm right. But they'll stay because Mark believes in that style of offense. They're going to stay somewhere on what they're doing. So perfect fit. Perfect fit for the quarterback. Perfect fit for Kentucky. Yes, that's a big hit for Kentucky. He might be the best quarterback other than the Max kid that came out because I hear he's really good. Max had two fantastic players. And this kid, I think his name's Criswell. He nearly beat out Drake May. I mean, it went to the last week before the first game. So this kid's very good that we just don't know about yet. But uh, so Kentucky hit it big. That's that that could be a big piece in their future, right there. Commonwealth is buzzing. <laughs> Georgia, we've got some golf news uh, with the Masters that they're going to allow LIV golfers to play in the 2023 tournament. Oh, my God. Who would have ever thought? Some people are rolling over in their bikini wax. <laughs> what? Hey, you're, chuckling. You're, jo- you're joking about it, but it, knowing the professional golf as I do, that's a that's a big breakthrough for live go- LIV golf. It is. That, oh, it's huge. I know because it is. All along, they're saying, well, we're not going to let you play in any of the majors if you pull out on us. Well, they're not the ones that get to decide that. <laughs> the Masters people get to decide that, not not the PGA golf. And so Masters folks have said, we want these people, if, if, if they're eligible to play, we want them in our tournament. What a chink in the armor right there now, I'm telling you. And did you read their comments? They said, we know there's major issues in professional golf. We hope and pray they get worked out, but we just cannot not have these people in our tournament. They deserve to be here. Okay, so but this I'm telling work. you, that's a big deal. But this doesn't sound like the Masters. The Masters has been a hooty, snooty, <laughs> stuck-up, Rose Bowl Junior kind of attitude. Where yeah, but the hell's this coming from? I think it is the stuck upness to them. They want Do the you? best players. They're turning on the PGA. <laughs> they want the best players in the world in their tournament. And so they're saying, the heck with you. All these great players, we're bringing them to our tournament. We're not going to have this tournament without these guys here. To me, that is kind of that ego sticking back out of the Masters again. Yeah. I look at it completely opposite. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. I, but either way, 
it's news that I sure didn't expect and I no. don't think anybody else expected. No, because the PGA said they will not play in, in the major tournaments. They and must here's the had, first one that pops up they're playing in it. So They must have had one hell of a meeting. You know, Woo! they had their watercress sandwiches. <laughs> so you're right about that. And the, they didn't just have bottled water. No, they no. had the they had the foo foo water martini. No, they had the very Evian. <laughs> Nothing I've ever had. We better move on before let's, I uh, really get in trouble. Let's move on. Last, yeah, let's do last piece. The Phoenix Suns uh, have uh, have been sold, uh, and the WNBA's Phoenix Mercury they're expected to be sold to Matt Ishbia, the billionaire CEO of United Wholesale Mortgage. The purchase price. Four billion. Woo. Woo. I have a question. Matt, if you're out there, how about buy the commanders? <laughs> they could use a, a purchase. You think? Okay. That's we got, it. We got a good show for you. After the break, Tony Basilio will join us normally from Knoxville, but today he's up in Pennsylvania and he'll be talking with me and his granddad. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that, do you? Thank you very much. That means a lot to Watson. Yeah, that 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 hit. Oh, that was right to the heart, man. His, <laughs> his granddad. So, whatever the case, Tony will be on with us. Then we'll get a little bit of Watson's analysis of the Tennessee Clemson Orange Bowl that's coming up. And then during the five o'clock hour, Another Titan State of the Union. You know why? Because it's needed. Stay tuned. This is Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal asset. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East and for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 
847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com. Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It's almost time for Tennessee Tuesday with Tony Basilio. But first, a few words on complete service heating and air. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties so normally we talk to uh, tony basilio in knoxville and of course he is a sports talk show host in knoxville but he is the pennsylvania version right now uh traveling with his son who he's picking up uh to bring back home for the christmas holidays tony you were really nice to do it this way thank you Hey, George, it's always a pleasure, and uh, my best to you at this holiday season, my friend. Absolutely, and the same to you and yours. Does your son stupidly want to get into our business? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, did, I did my show today live on the air, and I let him have a headset microphone so he could listen. And I said, you, you want to say something? And he said, during a break and he goes no i have no interest in doing that thank you <laughs> he's a smart kid as i he's tell very smart as i tell people who are considering this get out before you get in that's right get 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 out before the bug bites you now in the coaching front however uh in our business george there's no money the coaching front there is a pot of there is a pot of gold at the end of that rainbow now. Yeah. 
But let me ask you this, Tony. Would you not agree that right now the happiness meter for the coaches is at an all-time low? How could you possibly, if you're a normal person, aspire to major college football right now? Every fan base, right, pays these guys more than they should be paid. We all know that. Every fan base thinks they should be better than they are. Every fan base in the SEC is saying, why are we not the champions? And there can only be one champion every year. And generally, generally, it's one of two schools. So that's, no, nah, that's, that's a fool's errand, as they say, except for your bank account. Wow. Okay. Do we have the, uh, the picture, Billy, of Franklin Field? Yes, we do. Okay. We're looking at, Tony, yes. a picture of a place that I got to walk in in 1985, C.M. Newton and I walked in Old Franklin Field, which yes. was the site of the 1960 NFL title game. I think it was the mm-hmm. Eagles and the Green Bay Packers. So I just sort of, out of nowhere, tossed that at you yesterday. Tell me what they're doing with this great old place. So they're they're renovating that that beautiful stadium there on Penn's campus, and they're doing all kinds of upkeep to it. and. They're not letting it go and become, you know, dilapidated or anywhere close to being knocked down. They're preserving that cathedral of football and of sports. You know, the Penn Relays held in there and held there in the spring, yep. which is a big thing in the track and field world. It's like hallow ground in the track and field world. And uh, that stadium is every bit as historic and cool looking as it feels. And the Palestra is also on Penn's campus, which is one of the more storied, tradition-rich buildings. If you're a hoops junkie and you're anywhere near Philadelphia, you really owe it to yourself to pop your head in Franklin Field over on the University of Pennsylvania's campus and also that Palestra. That, that little um, stadium or the, the basketball arena, it just reeks of tradition. And, George, you told me you had the – uh, back in the day, and I, I can only imagine what that felt like, headset on or to be in front of a microphone in that building. I loved it. It was that and Madison Square Garden were two that I yeah. really wanted to be able to do a game from, and I was fortunate enough uh, to be able to to call something in both of those buildings. Watson, you ever been in Franklin Field? No, but some of my fondest memories, guys, Tony, my first two football games to ever watch on television, I was very young in Cookville, watched the Baltimore Coats and the New York Giants. When Johnny Unanis takes them down the field, Alan Amici scores the winning touchdown late. And my second game to ever watch football game was the Philadelphia Eagles and the Green Bay Packers for the championship. And I was devastated. I was pulling for the Green Bay Packers so hard. I was pulling against you, Tony. Of course, you weren't around then. But isn't that amazing that I'm looking at that stadium right now, and that's the second football game that I ever watched full all the way through on television in my life. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty neat. And, you know, in that game, Chuck Bettnerick laid on top of, I want to say it was Taylor, and he told him at that point, or it might have been Horning, but whatever rate, he said, 
as they counted down, he laid on him the last couple seconds of the game and said, it's okay, you SOB, you can get up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt that and, at all. I'd say that's true. <laughs> That's a Old great concrete, story. Charlie. Yeah, so I'll tell you, George, I saw uh, the last professional game in that building. I saw the Philadelphia Stars play the um, Birmingham Stallions in that oh, building, yeah. and the Stallions had Joe Cripps and all those guys. And um, I'll tell you, seeing a game in that place was absolutely magical. Now, of course, that was a July day. It was a million degrees. It was summer of 1984. The the stars moved to Baltimore the next year. But um, it was, we went down on the field after the game and were milling around the players. I was 17 years old at the time. And I remember that like it was absolutely yesterday. That's a beautiful little venue there. It really is. I love it. I love hearing this. Watson. Last thing, George, I'd Go say ahead. to yeah. Last thing I'd say to you and Tony about this is it it's sad that a lot of these old stadiums are going away. Yep. I'm glad to hear yep. that they're redoing that one. The one that I when first went to UAB, Legion Field, it's slowly now going away. Yeah. It's a lot of these mm -hmm. old stadiums, and it, if we can redo any of these old ones, man, I'm 100% behind it. Well, that's such a great point, right? I mean – I don't understand. If you ever walk into Wrigley Field, you can literally feel the past generations in that place. You can feel it. Yeah. And I don't understand why we've got to tear all these buildings down. That means so much to so many people where so many memories are made. I understand wanting to refurbish things and kind of get them up to modern specs and this, that, and the other. But gosh. Walking into that, uh, I'm telling you guys, walking into that, we went to a game last week, uh, Saturday, a week from sa a week ago Saturday, and saw Penn and Temple play. And my brother turned to me and he said, this is incredible. Feel it in here. Yeah. And there were a bunch yeah. of Temple people in there cheering, a bunch of Penn people. You know, and it, it was just college sports. It, it wasn't all about the money. You know, it wasn't like two money-rich, high-paid coaches and programs. It was just the competition for the sake of the competition in a beautiful building. And there's still something to be said for that in my mind. Amen. Well, and George, uh, Tony, what were the two top arenas, George, that were just voted on in college basketball? Kansas and, and Cameron Indoor. They're both old go. places that have all yeah. the memories, and they were voted the top two arenas in college basketball as of today. It tells we ought to all listen to that and understand. It's just okay. like Vanderbilt Memorial Gym, George. I, I'll never want that place torn down. Just yeah. keep yeah. redoing no. it as many times as you got to redo it, but don't tear it down. Tony Cameron no. Indoor. Cameron Indoor was the first place I ever did a Vanderbilt basketball game. And oh, you wow. say, how long ago was that? It was Shashevsky's third year, and they wanted him gone. Yeah. Oh, how about that? Can, can I guess how Vanderbilt did in that game? Uh, uh, they lost. There you go. I could have told you that. You know, <laughs> you, you don't win there. That's, and 
but that is true. They they wanted him going early on, which is a, a factoid that not a lot of people probably understand. But yeah, Mike Shashevsky survived there barely. It was a miracle. November of '83, uh, I think it was. Watson, I've hogged wow. too much on nostalgia. Uh, tell me where you want to go with Tony on football. Tony, let's let's just talk Tennessee a little bit. What I think this game coming up, Tony, is for people, you're going to know if the Tennessee if Tennessee wins offensively with a system or with players, because they have lost two of their top receivers and their top quarterback are not playing in the game, and if Tennessee scores they're going to have to outscore Clemson which they very well could in this game because Clemson's not going to go up and down the field I don't think they haven't on really anybody all year except late in the year we're on my brother so I will add that to it uh, but I think if Tennessee goes up and down the field in this game it's system if they struggle in this game players still are a big part of what goes down in in college football well I'm afraid <laughs> I'm afraid players are still a big thing of what goes down in college football. I mean, at the end of the day, I've got to have somebody at, at the helm that can get get people the ball. And this is a real referendum slash opportunity for Joe Milton. Now, I was talking with somebody today, and the one thing the NCAA is letting occur right now is they're letting these kids that are early enrollees go through practice for these bowl games. Yep. That's allowed Tennessee to really get a look at this Nico guy. And, you know, and look, first impressions are lasting. A lot of times coaches can tell if they made recruiting mistakes early on. You know that, Watson, from the standpoint of you can almost tell right away whether a guy can play or whether he can't. They really feel like they really feel like they have somebody um and this young man, they oh, they were like, wow, this guy's pretty darn good. So it's incumbent upon this, um, if, he, if he wants to, you know, be there, stick there, play there, have an impact next year, it's important for this young man to um, get out there and do his thing uh, on, the, on the field and, and look good doing it. You know? Yeah, I think this is this is Joe's deal right here, Tony. Yeah. He, he has yep. got to perform in this one, or I think he'll disappear. And people say, well, he's such a great leader, he'll hang around. There's no way Joe Milton is going to hang around if a freshman beats him out. There's no way. I, I don't care how good a kid he is. I don't think he does that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this is it for Joe. And this what what a big day coming up against a very good defense, but a very good front defense. The secondary now is very average. North Carolina passed for 370-something yards against them in that game. It's amazing you lose 39-10, yep. to 10, but yet you still move the ball the way they did. Um, I I just – I think this is Joe's day. And and if he's got it in him, I think, I think it'll come out because I still think there's enough talent on the outside to make some plays. And uh, because I don't think Clemson is SEC secondary. I don't think they're as good as SEC secondaries are. So we'll see. It's not long off now.
I think that's accurate and it isn't far off. And, you know, the one thing is with these games and you say it, generally it's who wants to be there more. And, you know, Clemson six of the eight years has made the playoff. And I wonder from their standpoint, I mean, they say all the right things. You know, they finally had a couple of opt-outs, which, you know, shows that Davos, when he's like the rest of them, I mean, I know he likes to preach and they like to preach that they've got some kind of, you know, deal going where they've got these guys in a spell and we're on this thing together and this, that. And the other. Hey, listen, listen, we're, we're, we're on, we're on college basketball. We're going college football here. I mean, come on now. Let's, let's relax people. So if you're listening and you're a Clemson fan, you're just like the rest of the college football world, unfortunately. So that said, you have to wonder. Who's the game mean more to? I think the game means more to Tennessee. But like you said, Watson, what it's going to come down to is, and this is a big question mark, is can my quarterback get the ball to my wide receivers who are going to be open? I don't care. You know, those couple of those frontline guys aren't playing in that game. We've seen enough from Josh Heupel schemes to know that there are capable, capable rather, able body guys back there who will be running open. The question becomes, can my quarterback get them the ball enough times to score enough points to, uh, to win a game? Cause let, let's face it. Clemson's going to score a bunch of points on Tennessee too. That freshman can flat out throw the ball around. And look, if Tennessee, Tennessee's had what three or four opt outs from this thing so far, three, if they take three guys out of their secondary Watson and they opt out, would we know the difference? Out of Clemson secondary? No, out of Tennessee secondary. I, I, I don't know. Tell? I don't know if there'd be a huge difference because Thank you. <laughs> it was such a weakness Thank all you. year, Cody. A weakness is a weakness. I don't know. Thank you. <laughs> I just think Tennessee's got to outscore them. And like they have all year, they're yep. gonna to have to. And can Joe Milton get it done? We're fixing to find out. And honestly, it's one of the best bowl matchups I think there is out there. Has Tennessee sold a bunch of tickets to this? Are they excited and people going? No, I don't think people are going to go like they would have because I think the opt-outs have hurt. And I think the fact that the quarterbacks hurt hurts. But, you know, the crazy thing, guys, is these bowl games, even with the opt-outs, Louisville and Cincinnati had a game the other day with no coaches in it, okay? One head coach going to the other one, the other head coach left, 2 million viewers. SMU, BYU, 2 million viewers. Oregon State, Florida, 2.4 million viewers for that thing. 2.4 million for Washington State, Fresno State. So, you know, here's the crazy thing about these bowl games. People are opting out. The stars in a lot of cases are missing, and people are still watching. And a bunch of those games were on opposite the NFL. Shows so, what college you know, football means. Yeah. Oh, it means exactly. It's just a sad era that we're living through to see these kids skip these games. It's sad. It is. Tony, uh, okay, so you're driving back from Pennsylvania. Where are you right now? Uh, you know, guys, I, I just know. arrived. No, I just arrived on the outskirts of Knoxville when oh, I hit okay. the traffic. So it is getting on my last nerve. <laughs> well, Didn't they know I was coming home? I mean, what is this about here? Yeah, I mean, they need to look. There needs to be an announcement on one of those boards. Basilio yes. back. Get off the road. Well, I need a police escort. 
No question. You know, we need to go. No question. And I, I, so, I'm shocked that it, it didn't happen. Hey, Merry no. Christmas to you and your family. We will do this again soon. George, much love, much appreciation. And I really, 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 my best to you and also Watson and everybody with your team and your listeners this Thank Christmas you. season. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, drive safe. Don't don't back into Thank anybody. You, <laughs> Talk Christmas, we'll Tony. Thank you. Okay, we're going to come back after the break, and then I want to kind of take something Watson said early and go a little farther with it. So stay tuned. This is Main Street Media Television. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Duret Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost. 
providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. Okay, so at the bottom of the screen, it says Watson's Tennessee analysis. This may not quite be that, but Watson, you you started out with Tony about system versus players. Fascinating topic. How many times do you really think it's the system and not the players? Not very often. Um if it is system first, player second, the way I look at that, it means you have taken a system and you've put players in the right spots for that system, knew what you needed in recruiting and put them in those spots, which makes the system even better. Uh, but in this case, if Joe Milton goes out there and wears it out like Hendon Hooker did, which he hasn't in the first time he's played, but he didn't have to. If he goes out there and wears it out, it tells me the system's pretty dadgum good because your number one receiver is not there. Your number one receiver from a year ago that's been hurt back and forth, not there. And your quarterback's not there. So if they can go out there and go up and down the field against the best team in the ACC, by far the best team in the ACC, there's got to be a lot to the system, in my opinion. And uh, so I'm anxious to watch this game. It's probably the game that if I had to pick one to get to watch, not counting the final four, but if I had to pick a bowl to watch George, this would be my top game to watch. Okay. Let me, let me ask it this way. When the late Mike Leach went to Washington state, was that system over players? I think it was. I think he put a system in place, recruited to the system, because he wasn't very good when he first got there. Put a system in place, and that made the system even better. He did the same thing to me at, at Mississippi State. He put a system in place. Everywhere Mike's gone, it's been his system, and he recruits to it. A lot of coaches, George, go in and say, Okay, we're going to adjust everything to what we got here right now. That we'll run whatever we can run with what we got and go from there. Mike goes in with his system and says, I don't care what I got. I'm putting the system in. If it don't work because I don't have any players to run it, it don't work. But then I'm going to start recruiting to it. But it's in. Players can pass it on as new players come in. And that's the way I look at offense. And uh, I've always been a guy that had kind of a system uh, in my thoughts, but I always adjusted it to what I had, good or bad. I mean, sometimes good, sometimes not. But that's what I did. Whereas Mike, 
who's the only air raid guy out there and was the only air raid guy out there. All these other guys that claim air raid have taken parts of it, but have, but have adjusted it to other stuff. And Mike never left it. It's all still straight. And honestly, George, what he was doing back 25 years ago is what he did when he passed away. He really had not changed a lot, tweaked some things here and there, but it was a system that he recruited to. I would say that's more the exception than the norm in college football. There, there are coaches. I can remember hearing this about Don Shula. Don Shula with the Dolphins won with totally a ground game. Bob Greasy at quarterback, Kick and Zonka and Mercury Morris were his three great running backs. And then Dan Marino came along and he threw it all over the lot. How many coaches, what would be the percentage of coaches who can change on the fly and win no matter what it is they're handed? Great question. In the old days, a bunch of them. In the days of today's game, these guys, to me, the problem I have with these young gurus is they have a system. That's all they know. They don't care to learn anything else. I'm going to run my system, and that's just it. In the old days, I would say it was the norm. In the new way of I see all these people, I think it's more the exception that you do the adjustments that Don Shula did. He adjusted to, to what he had. And you just named probably in the NFL the primed example, a guy that absolutely, completely switched everything he was doing. The next one I would throw in that was Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs was a throw-around kind of guy and got his name from doing that. Well, he gets to the Redskins with that big old offensive line and Riggins and, and all they had, and he completely went, to the ground game and won Super Bowls with it. And, uh, but you don't, I don't see that anymore. I see the Mike Leach type stuff. We're running this. We'll, we're going to run it no matter what we got here. Let's go recruit to it. If we're, if we're not any good for a year, maybe two, okay. But I'm going to run my stuff. And that's, that's the way it is. And the other thing I see in some of these young guys in the business today, I don't think they're great adjusters on great game day. They have a system. If that system's hot that day, they kill you. But if somebody comes in and slows them down a little bit, I don't see great adjusters. And that's why Josh Heupel, to me, shot way up my ladder. He has a system. He knows how to adjust within his system, and he's put it together. And I've yet to see somebody just completely shut his offense down. I, had, I have yet to see that. He seems to can make the adjustments as the game goes on. And so that was a great question to me, George. Let's go to Milton. If the pilot light hasn't really gone on in five years, why is it going to go on in the Orange Bowl? Well, I don't, you know me, especially with quarterbacks, I always give them rope after rope after rope. I always say, you got another shot, man. Come on, step up to the plate and take it. This is his shot. This is this is his last true shot, in my opinion, George. And he's got another year to play. Uh, if he's not the starter, he goes, does he transfer out? After this game, does he just declare for the draft knowing that he's not going to be the guy at Tennessee? I just think this is the biggest game he's had maybe in his career. 
uh, because this is his shot to show he's the guy. And uh, I think this is this is that's why I can't wait to watch it. He's 0 for 1 in my book. I was very disappointed in the Vanderbilt game. I was very disappointed as a coach watching him, as a quarterback coach watching him. I was disappointed. He got away with it. It didn't show to everybody, but to me, I still didn't see it. And I'm hoping now with three weeks of nothing but me, I'm the guy. Uh, I'm hoping that we see a different Joe Milton in, in the game against Clemson because the competition's plenty good enough that he has to play really well to win this game. Okay, after the break, we'll get into stat of the day. Then Terry McCormick will rejoin us. We're going to have another of our Titan State of the Unions because I think it's important right now to talk some of these issues. Stick around on Main Street Media Television. After Hit has become the baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several iron mic pitching machines as well as a hit tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. We're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think about calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, total your car you kill someone Walmart supply chain is hiring in Lebanon. Earn up to $22.25 an hour when you join our new fulfillment center. Enjoy competitive pay and premium perks, including 100% paid college tuition, 401k match, flexible schedules, a free Walmart Plus membership that includes discounts and free Paramount Plus, paid time off, and so much more. Fulfilling work starts right here text JOIN to 240-240. That's JOIN 240-240 to apply now. When I made the decision to host the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night, Strike and Spare is where I turned. And what a wise decision that turned out to be. They have five locations in our area with family attractions. They're perfect for birthdays groups and corporate outings, and holiday parties. For more info, it's simple. Go to strikeandspare.com. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. 
But when I had a wreck with a tractor trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year. I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bar Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel, urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. Hey everyone, I'm John English. This is Keith Wallace. And we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes, and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster. Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It's now time for Stat of the Day, brought to you by John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. If you need some last-minute gifts for uh, some of your young uh, young children, get them uh, some baseball cards. they got plenty of other memorabilia, trading cards, antique and historical sports equipment, games, all kinds of sport-related items. Stop into John English Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, open Tuesdays through Fridays from noon to 5 and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5, although probably not this Saturday on Christmas Eve. But uh, you can definitely check out uh, their uh, their site all week. Visit johnenglishgradedcards.com. Also, Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. Call Eric at 615-490-7052 or visit rockcastlewealth.com for more information. All right, let's check out what Michael has cooked up for us today. Here it is. For the first time in NFL history, that's 103 years, Three NFL teams overcame 17-plus point deficits to win this past week. Who are they? Okay, Watson, we know the Vikings were one of them. Yes, 33-point. <laughs> Unbelievable. We know Cincinnati was one of them. Mm-hmm. Yes, they were down 17-0, then 17-3, then so, yep, there's two. Okay, Billy, stay out of this because we, we've uh, we got some work to do. On the third one. So, Watson, help me. Um, let's think here. It certainly wasn't Buffalo. It certainly wasn't the Cleveland-Baltimore. So, we eliminate Saturday. Um, on Sunday, Dallas. Jacksonville overcame a 27-10 Yes, that's the three right there. That's it. So not only. Solid. Oh, I think. I'll be honest. Michael could have done better, huh? I think we showed him who daddy was. Yeah, that was a piece of cake. Yeah, There goes that ego kicking in again, Billy. That was a cupcake. (laughs) 
Just understand it and let him go. Get out of his way. No, I'm I'm saying that for both of us. Watson, we're a team. Oh, we are a team, but uh, only half of the team uh, throws the daddy part on when we get one right. (laughs) Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, I mean, you're truly the daddy of the show. (laughs) Well, strike two. Okay, there's two. What are you trying to get them in? You're trying to get them all in so you can start new on the new year or something? No, no, hold on. That one was too easy. Well, yeah. That was was a softball. That one one took you longer than I thought to get to it, though. (laughs) So have we reached the 5 o'clock hour? We sure have, George. We've got uh, Terry McCormick coming up. And the 5 o'clock hour is brought to us by Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic. They combine state-of-the-art orthopedic service with a family atmosphere, whether it's a sports injury, sprained ankle, major joint replacement. They've got the staff training and equipment needed to take care of any patient in any circumstance. Visit them online at mtbj.net for more information. Uh, We bring to our microphones Carlos Rodon's new best friend, Terry McCormick. George, how are you? I'm good. Hanging in. Okay, so we have brought you in for a second State of the Union of the Titans. Seldom do we have a State of the Union if they're 10-0. and 0. No. State of the Union, by the way, would be Tennessee for this team. Uh, I'm sorry, say that again? The State of the Union for this team would be Tennessee. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Beautiful. Took me a while. Um, Terry, here's what to me has changed in the last 10 days. As the Titans have started falling apart with all these injuries, we've always been able to fall back on the, but they're going to win the division and they're going to host a playoff game. So all is right in the world. But now all of a sudden, you can't say that for sure. Jacksonville a week ago was clearly the better team. If they get together in a couple, three weeks in a winner-take-all, I don't have a lot of confidence that the Titans would win. Um, So I guess I'm going to start this with you. If this team doesn't get in the playoffs, they, they sort of poop the bed on the way out the door in the final seven, eight weeks of the season, does this change big picture what they're trying to do with this franchise? I think it very possibly could, George. I think when you look at what this roster looks like, I think they're getting further away from the goal than they are getting closer to it, which is to get to and win a Super Bowl. I think when you look at all the injuries they've had, and and here's the other thing, you can play the what-if game and say, well, what if they had Harold Landry? What if they had this guy and that guy and, you know, whoever, you know, the myriad of players who are on the injury list. But the truth of the matter is that even when those guys come back, it's not a guarantee that they're going to be exactly the same type of players that they were before they were injured, uh, depending on what type of injury it is, of course, and their age. So this team is at a crossroads, like Mike Brable said a few weeks ago, but it's not at a crossroads like he was talking about of, getting off the schneid and getting their act together and going forward, maybe at the crossroads of whether or not it needs a hard rebuild. And if you 
if you bring this group back, if you, you know, if you're confident that Derrick Henry has a lot left, if you're confident that Ryan Tannehill can play well into his mid-30s at a decent level, then maybe you go another year with this group. But the bigger picture is this. If this team is going to get a new stadium by the 2026 season, or maybe 2027 at the latest, then they have to be able to put a competent product on the field that can compete as they go into that new stadium. Nobody wants to open a new stadium with with team going six and eleven and not competing at all in their division or in the playoffs. Watson, you heard the question. Anything different on your end? No, I think I think Terry is right. I don't think it's time myself. I think this year, I mean, guys, we were one year ago at this point, we had the best record in the AFC. This team this year was also, what, seven and what with before the four losses. Last year, we hurt Derrick Henry, but we didn't have the critical injuries that I'm seeing this year. We've, we've, We've lost critical, critical people. Traylon Burks was the only shot we had. He ain't played all year long. Christian Fulton is absolutely one of the two best corners we got. He's been in and out all year long. Long getting hurt is huge. His quickness, speed, getting everybody lined up, um, unbelievable. And losing Landry and Autry uh, in this season. Our two best pass rushers, in my opinion, Simmons became one of the better pass rushers because of those two guys. He's getting a lot of bodies around him a lot more now, and so I think it's it this year. Coaches don't like to say it, but I'll say it. This year, the injuries have made a unbelievable difference in this football team, and it finally caught up with them. And I'll be honest, guys, maybe the biggest injury of all is Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill has been knocked down so many times in the last two years, I can't tell you, but he always got up and he went again. This year, he's not the same guy because of injury. He's out there playing hurt. Now he's re-hurt himself again. And I think he losing his feet has taken a ton away from this offense. So I'm a little more of get through this year, Give it another shot next year, and then it's time to make that decision. Now, they got a lot of people to re-sign, Terry, even to keep the group together next year. There's a lot of people on the that are becoming free agents here. I think Long is. I think Simmons is. I mean, there's some people popping up here that to me, and I know – I'll finish with this and throw it back to you, Terry. I know that Derrick Henry is in his fourth quarter and Ryan Tannehill is in his fourth quarter. And so if we're going to win with those two guys, I think next year has got to be the year. I mean, if they elect to postpone the rebuild, next year is probably it. And you're right. David Long is a must-resign. Nate Davis is one of the few on the offensive line that probably uh, needs to be considered for a contract extension. They do have Simmons under contract with that fifth-year option next year that they can keep him and not have to worry about that, but they probably need to get something done with him long-term. They've got to figure out – I mean, I, I would think that Danico Autry, I think 
I believe he may be a free agent or may have one more year. So, you know, there's a short window there with him. So there's a lot of guys that they're going to have to uh, think long and hard about bringing back and at what price, because you don't want to get saddled with a bunch of cap dollars for guys that aren't on your roster two years from now if you have to tear it down and go. The other thing, too, Watson, is this. You talked about Henry. You talked about Tannehill. You know, on the Tannehill front, I do think he'll be their quarterback next year. But the other thing is they've got to figure out if Malik Willis has the potential to be a starter or not. If he, if not, then they've got to address the quarterback position for post-Ryan Tannehill, whether it's a bridge guy to get them through, a Jimmy Garoppolo or a Baker Mayfield guy that might be out there as a free agent at some point, or – do they keep drafting quarterbacks and looking if Malik Willis turns out not to be the guy that they need? And right now, he looks a long way from being ready. George, the thing to me that he just said throws this back at me. We ain't been real good through the draft with quarterbacks. (laughs) You think? I mean, Vince Young, Marcus Mariota, and now if Malik Willis is the guy – I mean, we're, we're, yeah, we're over in, in, through all of that. And, and so they may need to hunt a free agent because we sure hadn't been good at picking first rounders here lately. Okay. Let me be ugly about an issue that I don't think really has gotten any conversation, but it did come up yesterday and Vrabel wanted no part of it. Terry, for the last two years, this team has had more injuries than any other team in the league. True? No doubt. Okay. If I'm the owner, whether I know football or not, I'm looking at Vrabel and saying, give me your best theory about why this is happening to us. Not that it's not happening around the league, but not to this level. Don't they have to start to investigate, are we doing something that's causing more of this than needs to happen. Absolutely. They've got to do that, George. I'll give you a funny story. Do you remember the Sparky Lyle's book, The Bronx Zoo? Sure. I thought it was the Bronx is burning. No, he was the Bronx Zoo. Well, then it was the Bronx burning. The Bronx is burning was that uh, DVD about Billy Martin and Reggie Jackson and all. One's a liar. The other's convicted. Yes. Anyway, in that book, The Yankees, this was in the 1978 season, and they were just riddled with injuries. They just, you know, guys hurt left and right. They're basically calling up the Columbus Clippers to fill in uh, for, you know, throughout the middle of June and July. Well, Sparky said he went into the trainer's room one day, and there was a big letter P in athletic tape taped to the wall. And for months, it stayed there. And apparently, George Steinbrenner, put the training staff on probation saying we cannot have any more injuries or you guys are going to get fired. (laughs) Now, as preposterous as that sounds, it actually, the injuries kind of stopped for the Yankees. Now, I'm not suggesting the Titans do anything crazy like that, but they do have to investigate in how they train, how they condition, how they treat injuries and the rehab process. All of that stuff. They they have to leave no stone unturned because if it is just bad luck, then so be it. But they've got to investigate to see if there's something that's not being done 
correctly that's leading to some of this. Okay, Coach Brown, you've been in this setting. Is it just bad luck? I I think they should look into everything to see, but I really think it's bad luck. Uh, I can remember myself in years. There was a place that I was where we won the conference championship, had everybody back except a great receiver that was gone, but pretty much everybody back. And in that one season, after we had just won a conference championship with the same kids, we had 26 surgeries and 42 players miss games. And I just think it's luck of the draw. They've had two years in a row. Uh, and it's just, it's just been, I think it's luck of the draw, but they dadgum should look into it guys and study every piece of what they do. Try to compare it to other people in the league to what they do. Uh, there's plenty of friends Mike can call and say, okay, what do you do with this? How do you handle this? Uh, but I think it's going to come out. It's just been, just been bad luck. It's, it's this year worse than last. I know we lost Derek Henry last year, but. This has gotten more players of the critical guys, of the critical guys. And it started, guys, we lost two guys before we'd hardly played a game that are two of our top guy, top offensive linemen, and I thought our top defensive linemen in Landry. And, our, our, of course, our top offensive lineman has been hurt the last couple of years. But So I don't, I don't, I don't see how in the world it's training or anything like that because it's all so many different injuries. It's not pull hams or they're out for four weeks. It's it's shoulders, it's knee surgeries, it's ankles, it's it's everything on the body. A lot of concussions. What do you do for a concussion, for God's sakes? I mean, I don't know what you do for a concussion. All the concussions are happening in the game. They're not happening in practice. Yeah. Uh, that's the other thing that I tried to look at when I had all those injuries. Did we, did we, how many did we hurt in practice? Well, I don't think it was one or two that got hurt in practice. They were all hurt in games. 11 of them were hurt when we went to play Oregon. That was part of the problem. But I, I just think it's got to be just the luck of the draw, guys. I can't see it being anything else. Terry, would you, this, Watson, if you don't mind, George, let me ask you this. You know, they've had, you, you talked about, you know, some of the injuries like concussions or ACLs and things like that that, are, are just part of it. You know, that's part of the violence and the collision of it. But they've also had a number of hamstring, groin, uh, quad, calf, all those sorts of injuries. Do teams ever bring in like a, you know, I don't know, a yoga specialist or somebody that deals with flexibility to help deal with those sorts of things and, and, and get those guys to trained to have those muscles, you know, not so tight, but, you know, loosened up and ready to go. Is that ever done on, on the college or pro level? Yes, it is. It's discussed all the time on the college level. Uh, I don't know about the pro level, but I do know the college level. And that is the one thing they can look at is what are we doing? How many of these were muscles and not joints or heads or necks, that kind of thing. If they're muscles, you got to look at it and see how you're training. Are you overdoing the weight room and not enough running? Um, are we in good enough condition uh, that um, our kids start to get tired and they pull a muscle? Those are the things you can truly look at. The joint injuries, luck of the draw. And the head injuries, guys, I'll say this with it right now. If those 
things they put on their helmets in practice are that good, why in the heck are we not wearing them in the games? Terry, why in the world does the NFL not put that in as a game helmet? I don't care what it looks like. We need to save football here, and and they they can figure out a way to make it look better. But if that dadgum thing saves you in practice, I do not know why it hasn't been talked about in making it wear making them wearing them all the time. Well, what good is it doing them in practice if they're not even hitting? I mean, what? Hey, well, they do hit some in practice now. Terry will tell you that. Usually, especially early in the year, the the the, the middle practice is when there'll be more contact than anything, and. Uh, but toward, toward the end of the year, a lot of my players and friends that coach in the league, they say hitting stops late in the year. It just stops cold. It becomes walkthroughs nearly late in the year. Terry, can you, today. can you stick for one more segment? Sure. Good. More State of the Union when we come back. This is Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com. Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. 
This is Eric Berner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com. We're back for, I guess, round two. I thought it would only be one round, but it's definitely going to be two rounds of Titan State of the Union, Terry McCormick, Watson Brown alongside. Terry, is this now the, the issues that are popping up? Not only massive injury issues, but the fact that they have had two first-round draft picks that have bombed in Caleb Farley and Isaiah Wilson. Yeah, and it's not just that those two first-round picks have bombed. Pretty much those entire drafts have bombed. From 2020, the only player they drafted that is currently on the roster and contributing is Christian Fulton, and he's hurt. From 2021, the only guy who is really making a contribution right now to this roster is Rashad Weaver, who came in the fourth round. You know, so they've had not only those guys miss, but they've missed on, you know, guys like Darrington Evans, Des Fitzpatrick, Cole McDonald, you know, just to throw a few names out there. And that's that's not near all of them that have come up short uh, out of this draft class uh, of those two years of the two COVID years. And I think that is probably a, where a good part of the depth of this roster is missing, because think about the right tackle position. They tried to, they let Dennis Kelly go. They tried to fix it with Isaiah Wilson. He bombed. They chased it again with Dylan Ravens. He's contributing just a little bit, uh, but, you know, he's been mostly a backup and hasn't yet claimed a starter job in his second year. And now they're using Nicholas Petit Ferrer, who's a rookie, starting at right tackle. So they've taken three swings at the right tackle position, all with high draft picks, a first, a second, and a third. And that just kind of is symptomatic of now what has caused this team to be so depleted when the injuries have hit because they're they're now signing, you know, playing backups to backups to backups. It's, you know, it's the, the JV out there trying to take on the varsity. So, Watson, hasn't that put them in a position where they're certainly not in a draft the best person available? Doesn't it all have to start with they've got to completely rebuild offensive line in their first three or four picks? I thought it should have been done last year, to be very honest. I I thought with Derrick Henry, who he is, the respect he has in this league, that you should put the dead gum best offensive line you could put together, and you start there on offense, and um, and 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 just keep AJ Brown and fix the offensive line, guys, and we would have been fine. We would have been okay. 
and uh, they didn't fix the offensive line. It's been honestly, it's gotten away with a lot, in my opinion. I don't think it's average. I think it's below average offensive line, and uh, Taylor Lewan getting hurt, but he's been hurt. You knew that. You had to go fix. You had to bring somebody in. What did we do with Marcus Mariota when he'd been hurt all the time? We brought in a quarterback that was better than just a Joe. And and if Marcus gets hurt again, we got one to replace him with. I thought the two big mistakes, in my opinion, last year coming into this year with, with this team back and having the best record in the AFC in the season, that fix the offensive line, make sure you keep A.J. Brown happy, uh, maybe bring a tight end in that can catch the ball, which they were able to do in free agency, um, and and play. And been that's that's and it just didn't happen. And it's showing every week right now. Um, not having a go-to wide receiver shows every game. We lost Saturday, Sunday, to a team that threw it to a go-to receiver on a one-on-one late in the game that made the play, kick a field goal, beat us. We didn't have that guy. And we don't throw a pass past seven yards to a receiver, I don't think, in the ball game. And yet they complete this pass to their go-to guy and win the game. You've got to have that guy right there. You've got to have one on your team if you're going to compete for Super Bowls. And the one thing we needed to fix in the offensive line, everybody's talking about Ryan Tannehill. I was worried about the offensive line. And sure enough, it has been a major, major problem. If I had to pick one problem, it'd be hard for me to pick between A.J. Brown and the offensive line, Terry. And so I think they're already late fixing the offensive line. I agree with you completely. And here's what I would do. I would use my free agency money to fix the offensive line because you don't need more rookies learning on the job like you've had the last two years trying to figure out whether or not they can play. Go find yourself a left tackle. Maybe sign one in free agency for the short term, draft one in the first three rounds as, a, as an option uh, long term. Do the same thing at left guard because you need a left guard. Find a free agent who can play left guard. Resign Nate Davis. Hang on to Ben Jones. Let Nicholas Petit Ferrer continue to develop at right tackle. Wide receiver, that's where I go to the draft. I use high draft picks on wide receivers, explosive playmakers. You see it all the time. Young receivers like Justin Jefferson, like Jamar Chase. It's not like it was 10 or 15 years ago when the Titans drafted Kevin Dyson and they couldn't get him on the field for the first year. It's changed. Young receivers make an impact coming from the college game today. Traylon Burke should get better once he gets healthy. Draft two more guys just like him in the first and second rounds. I don't I don't disagree with that, Terry. For sure, one. Uh, and then maybe you find one late that's, that's a hidden guy. But, you know, we've got to get the go-to guy. And Burks may be it. It took A.J. Brown a while, guys. A.J. Brown didn't walk in the door and was a great player. We saw that he could be, but he became a great player. And so, George, I still think this team is fixable. I'm not sure you do, but I do. I think it's got one more good year in it. I'm not sure it's got more than one. I think there will start being a fall-off on Derrick Henry. I know there's going to be a fall-off on Ryan Tannehill. The older you get and you take shots like he's taking, it also takes years away from you taking those kind of shots. Brady was always on good teams. 
He didn't take that many shots. No. Our guy is getting killed game after game after game, and that's got to be aging him. It's got to be. Terry, let's end it this way. In 60 seconds or less, clearly they've got to have a near-perfect draft. Another bomb, and this team isn't going anywhere for a good while. Who's going to be making these calls? A week later, what are you hearing about the GM role? Question. There, nobody's saying much of anything, but I got a feeling that Mike Brabel is going to have a huge say, not only in who the GM is going to be, but how much power the GM is going to have. Uh, to me, you know, and this is no disrespect to Ryan Cowden or any of the other guys who are on staff, this organization needs a fresh set of eyes from the outside looking at this roster and making cold, hard decisions on who stays and who goes. Because I think that is going to be the key. Sometimes familiarity kind of breeds contempt. You get too comfortable with the guys that you've brought in that maybe are not producing the way that they should. I think it really needs an objective set of eyes from the outside making decisions along with Mike Brabel on what this roster looks like in 2023. Terry, appreciate your good work on this. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, George. And Watson, guess what we've got next? I think I know. Yes. How'd you do last night? I forget what you took. It's called a doubleheader victory. Okay. Good for you. Stick around. You'll learn more when we come back. This is Main Street Media Television. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete Service Heat and Air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete Service Heat and Air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. 
Durad Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost. Providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome. Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It's now time for Plaster's bet of the day. We'll have to see where he's going tonight after a successful finish to the weekend last night. And uh, we've got Bart Durham to talk about. Since 1975, Bart Durham Injury Law has aggressively protected the rights of a broad range of victims of car accidents and personal injury in both Tennessee and Kentucky. If you, too, have seen your life interrupted by an injury on a highway, in a hospital, or at your workplace, let their attorneys do the work fighting for the full financial comp- compensation that you need. Learn more about Bart Durham Injury Law by logging on to bartdurham.com. All right, here we go. Let's check out what happened last night. I know you uh, you just touched on it with Watson a little bit earlier, George, but the Bills and the Packers teaser ended up winning with the Packers winning last night in pretty pretty dominant fashion. So 94 and 89. What's that percentage, George? I don't know. I don't have my com- my calculator in front of me. I, was I thought you had that percentage it. ready to roll at all oh, times. Oh, I was I was trying very hard. I can tell you this: it's gone well over fifty one percent. And I mean, let's face it, that ain't all bad. Not terrible. How about fifty one point three five? Watson's on the front row cheering. I know he is. Watson Green Bay got it done just like you said they that was a silent death or quick slow death actually yeah it was it was a death (laughs) Death you you didn't need to watch it past the first quarter to know that one was not going anywhere yeah so tonight I'm going into the ACC and I'm taking Virginia on the road Minus the three and a half. The Cavaliers are coming off a disappointing home loss to the fifth-ranked team in the country, the Houston Cougars. I don't think Miami's any good, and I think Virginia will expose that tonight. You take the Cavaliers, and Watson, when you do, give me a cut. (laughs) I'm sure he'll do that. Sure. Yeah, I'm good at passing out money. (laughs) Just like George is. You're the first person he would think of if he wins. Yeah, <laughs> sure. 
Sure. Same on my end. You make sure and watch that game. Oh, and, I can't uh, wait. I yeah. thought you would. I thought you'd be going on Liberty and Toledo tonight. Uh, I didn't feel that good. Didn't feel that I, good. Look, I don't know which Liberty's showing up. Is it the pissed off about Hugh Freeze Liberty, or is it a renewed? We've got a coach we halfway like. We're going to find out here in about about an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. 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 Okay. Tomorrow on the show, Mark McGee will join us. We'll actually talk something positive. The Preds had a big win last night in OT against Edmonton. That was something they badly needed. Mark Griffin will join us. Former University of Tennessee basketball star. We'll talk a little SEC hoops with him. Watson, until then, try to behave. I'm going to try real hard, George. It's hard for me, though. I know it is. It really is hard. I know. Just Just for you, I'm going to give it my best shot. Please do. Billy. George. You try to behave as well. All right. You you let me know how I do. Uh, I don't care. (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow.